Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Tri-County Podcast. May today's sermon inspire and encourage the heart all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, good morning, everybody. Today we're going to talk about perseverance. You know, there are situations in our life that take a while. You know, baseball game, nine innings. Football game, four quarters. Basketball games, four quarters. 50-yard dash, 4.5 seconds. 100-yard dash, 10.8 seconds. Marathons, 26.2 miles. 5Ks, 2.3 miles. Now, the reason I'm mentioning all that is because all of them have one thing in common. There needs to be some perseverance. It's not use all, use all your energy in one blast and then have none for, the, none for the rest of the race or the rest of the game. But instead, there's a call to persevere. So before we talk about perseverance, let's find out what it means. To persevere from Latin word persevero means, so we say to hold on. To persist in any business or enterprise undertaken to pursue steadily any design or course commenced, not to give over or abandon what is undertaken, apply the light to good and evil. Or a simple definition from the Bible, accepting that difficult situations as from God without giving him a deadline for, for removal. So let's see what that looks like in the Bible for us. Now, before I go on, I'm going to let you know we are using the New American Standard Bible because I want to share a little bit more of an impact for the scriptures. So turn with me, if you will, to 2 Thessalonians 1. And when you get there, we're going to go through verses 3 through 5. And it says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as it is only fitting. Because of your faith, is greatly enlarged, and the love of each one of you toward one another grows ever greater. Therefore, we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions you endure. This is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which indeed you are suffering. You know, the key to surviving persecution and trials are perseverance and faith. When we are faced with crushing troubles, we can have faith that God is using our trials for our good and for his glory. Knowing that God is fair and just will give us patience in our suffering because we know that he has not, forget, he has not forgotten us. In God's perfect timing, He will relive our suffer. He will relieve our suffering and punish those who persecute us. Can you trust God's timing? Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 27. The next scripture we're going to look at is Psalm 27, verse 14, and it reads, "Wait for the Lord." Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. You know, David was promised to be the king at the age of 16. But he had to wait until he was 30 to become the king. 
Abraham was promised he'd be a father of many nations at the age of 75. It did not happen until he was 100 years old. 25 years he had to wait. David had to wait 14 years to become king. You know, also during that interim, he was chased through the wilderness by King Saul, a jealous King Saul. You know, and David had to wait on God for the fulfillment of his promise to reign. Waiting for God isn't easy. Often it seems he isn't answering our prayers or doesn't understand the urgency of our situation. You know, I've seen those signs sometimes when we complain that say, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on our part. Sometimes that's the the point out way of, I'm going to get to you when I get to you. But see, sometimes God just doesn't ask. He doesn't answer right when we want to right then and there. He just, he waits for a little bit. Let's us let's us marinate before it's time for him to bless us. So you might ask, why do we need to persevere? Well, first off, the Lord is teaching us discipline and endurance through waiting. You know, COVID-19, perfect example. He's, he's had a perfect time to get our attention. With all this time we have at home, you know, I really hope that we tap into the fact that we can actually spend more time in our quality in our walk with God through more praying, praying times or quiet times. You know, but this has taught us. I hope it's teaching us discipline and endurance. You know, God is using the adversity to reveal the hidden sin in our lives. You know, what's something we haven't dealt with? What do we need to deal with? And are we going to deal with it? You know, the Lord wants to teach us to depend on him. Not on our own strength or others. You know, God wants us to put him first. Not to call our buddy first for advice. Not to Google it. But to email it to God. God is molding our character so we will honor him with our lives. I'm saying God is molding our character so we will honor him with our lives he has given us. We did not choose these lives. We, God gave these lives for us to use to do with what he will with it, not what we want to do, like we want to do on a daily basis. We want to live by the we want to live by the ways of the world. We don't want to live by God's God's plan. Well, that's not the way God wants it. That's why He's constantly molding our character so that we will honor Him with our lives. Finally, God wants to teach us to trust His ways and timing, and learn that they are the best. Because God knows exact the exact same the exact point that the coal banks need to move in their house. You know, God knows the exact time to send Kevin send Kevin down here, or bring Christopher back down here for football. You know, maybe maybe restrictions will be released too, to where they can pack the sta- pack the stands with fans. You know, maybe we won't have to wear masks by then. Maybe there won't be travel restrictions for Tevin 
who's asked to take a long international flight. Who knows what's going to happen in that time, but only God only knows. But see, as long as we are teachable and we trust in God's ways, we realize, we realize his ways and his timing are the best. You don't have to turn here, but James 1, verses 2 through 4 says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let endurance have its perfect results, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Wow, so we may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, Paul tells us we must become, and I like this phrase, but before we, become, before we become, we must overcome. Again, we're living to become, but until we, be, the way to become is to overcome. So that means it's going to take some patience. It's going to take some perseverance. You know, I remember when I was hard learning how to be able to use my body again after I jumped off that bridge and I broke my neck. It took me nine months to learn a lot of those things. And a lot of it would only be the use of my left side. I couldn't use the right, right side of my body. You know, imagine trying to zip a zipper with your right hand, but it don't exist. Or trying to eat right-handed when you're left-handed. Trying to eat left-handed when you're right-handed. Trying to walk when one leg is gimpy. Or trying to even take care of yourself. You know, I think of the adversity Sharice has faced. You know, from when that stroke hit, look at these steps she's made. And it hasn't been overnight. It's been a, it's been a marathon for her. And she's only through mile one or mile two because life's a journey, not a destination. So she's got a ways to go. And even when she catches up, she's still going to have to go further and still go further. But, you know, that's so encouraging that the testing of our faith produces endurance. The fact that Something comes out of us going through something. Which brings me to my next scripture. Turn to Romans 5. And when you get there, we're going to start with verse 3. And it reads, and not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations bring about patience. And per I'm sorry, bring about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given us. So you see, when we go through troubles, those troubles build us up to the next level, which is perseverance. That perseverance, after persevering for so long, is going to build us up to our character. And that character is going to bring us up to hope, which, of course, does not disappoint. Because of the love of God, who has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which he's given us. 
you know, so we don't go through things just because God likes to see us suffer. Because believe me, he don't like to see us suffer. He didn't like to see his son die on the cross for our sins. He didn't want his son to suffer that death. But the fact is, in order that we could live, he had to die that death. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's still a bitter pill to swallow. That Jesus had to face that death and be separated from God just so he could be that offering of our sin. Now, just write, you can write this down that 2 Timothy 4 6 through 8 says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but to also have loved his appearing. To also, also you know, a drink offering back in the Old Testament days consists of warm wine poured out on the altar as a sacrifice of God. And God used to see that fragrance as pleasing to him. And when Paul looked back at his life, he was able to view that as an offering to God. You know, the question for you is, can you say the same thing? Can you view can you view your life with a, a pleasing aroma, which was a sweet aroma to God? You know, we talked about all all this perseverance, all this perseverance. You know, sometimes we wonder, well, what is there for us when we don't when we can't persevere? But when we can't persevere, we have a promise. And if we look at Isaiah chapter 40, and when you get there, we're going to start with verse 28. It says, do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is unscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and him who lacks might, he increases power. So used to grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. We have a promise of rest. We have a promise of hope. We have a promise that we're not alone. We're not alone one bit. So to recap, we talked about perseverance. We talked about that one of the reasons we need to persevere is that Lord is teaching us discipline and endurance through our waiting. For those of us who aren't patient, this is probably the worst thing, one of the worst things to go through. I know I'm an impatient person and I'm always wanting, I'm always wanting what I'm wanting and when I'm wanting it. 
You know, God is using the adversity in our lives to reveal hidden sin in our lives. You know, he's trying to get us to the deep and dark crevices of that spring cleaning. You know, what have you not really shown enough attention to? This is what God wants you to look at. The Lord wants to teach us to depend on him, not on ourselves or others. And one example of this for me is when I was in Nashville, getting advice or hanging out with a brother was going right down the breezeway of my apartment complex. So, I mean, we had an abundance of brothers that lived right where me and Nora lived. But out here, I have to be able to hope, I hope to, pray, to get a phone call or respond. But this, I've also had to learn how to depend on God first and not on myself or others. You know, God is molding our character so we'll honor him with our lives. You know, it don't matter if you've been a disciple since you're 14 or since you've been 45. We're still on that potter's wheel. God is consistently molding our character so that we can honor him, the author and the creator of our faith, with our lives. So that we honor him with the first fruits and not give him the sloppy seconds that we do. Finally, God wants to teach us to trust his ways and timing to learn that they are the best. Because let's face it, our thinking gets us into trouble. But see, God's love endures forever and his timing is perfect. And to close out, I just want to leave one final scripture. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the faith that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured on the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Brothers and sisters, let's do exactly what verse 12, Hebrews 12, 2 says. By fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfect of our faith, who spore the joy set before him and on the cross and despising the shame. And it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Help us to fix our eyes on Jesus and help us ne- never to waver. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We hope that the message has blessed you tremendously. Please join us for our next episode as we continue to strive to honor God with our lives.